Welcome back to the Crossover Podcast, the show where you get comics and you get sports. And we're going to be doing a little bit of comic stuff today. Uh, it's been a while since we've uh, sat down and actually just talked comics on this show. Um, here to help me, uh, guide me through this uh, comic book talking stuff today, uh, Kevin Miller. How's it going, Kevin? Hey, not too bad. How are you? Not bad. It's been a while since you were uh, here one-on-one in the... Uh, in the crossover podcast. When was the last time you were on just one-on-one? Do you remember? One-on-one. Um, maybe for our arrow. Yeah. It might, it might've been for like, I think that's when it was. And, and that shows back now and we're going to be, uh, <laughs> yeah. How, talk- how topical. <laughs> yeah. We're going to be talking about, uh, all those shows today. Um, we should, we're, I'm going to go ahead and, and just say spoiler alert. If you haven't seen, we're going to be talking about some of the, some of the comic book shows that are out there today. So, if you haven't seen what's been going on so far, because each episode, each show is about three, four episodes in. Uh, if you haven't seen those, then just uh, you know, favorite this or download it, but don't listen right away or do do whatever you can to help me out because because <laughs> I need it. Um, before we get into the comic book shows, I want to ask you: Did you see the? This is a little bit behind; it's about a week old because it debuted last week during Monday Night Football, which is a very crossover podcast moment. Uh, did you happen to see the new star Wars trailer? I did. Yes. Uh, thoughts. Uh, yeah. I mean, I was, I was already on board for this movie and I'm not the biggest star Wars fan. Um, fans of the show might remember. I don't know if I've actually mentioned this on the show. I only saw the original trilogy about three years ago for the first time, like four, five and six. Yes. Oh my Lord. So I had seen the prequels, and I knew that, you know, they were not great movies, obviously. Like, I, I came into Star Wars as a teenager already. Um, and, uh, yeah, I think basically while I was playing the Old Republic uh, Bioware game <laughs> is when I'm like, hey, you know what, I should actually sit down and watch these movies. Yeah, the game was like, but you were aware about Star Wars and pop culture and whatnot, right? Like, you, oh, yeah, exactly. You knew what a lightsaber was and whatnot. Of course, of course. And th- yeah. that was the big thing for a long time is I be- when I became like a teenager and aware of popular culture in general, I had this sort of hipster idealism where I'm like, well, I don't ever need to watch these movies. I already know everything about them and true enough when i eventually sat down with a friend of mine and watched a new hope for the first time i quoted probably three quarters of the lines yeah having never seen it so a new hope's a little slow by today's standards still good the the last half hour of that though when they're they're attacking the death star is still Mm -hmm. fantastic the first half hour though when like c3po and r2d2 are wandering through the desert Oh, sure, sure. Yeah, not, not the greatest of, of stuff. But, you know, at, at the time, it was it was fantastic. I just feel like when I have kids, I'm going to have a hard time sitting them down to get through that first 45 minutes or so of A New Hope. Um, oh, sure, yeah. <laughs> so do you have any sort of any, anything you want to add to, like, what do you, what do you think is going to happen? Do you think that that dude in the uh, – all, all, the, all the internet talk is uh, – everybody thinks that that – What's his name? Kylo Ren or whatever the, the, the Sith. Yeah, the Sith and the mask. Everybody thinks that that seem, seems to think that that might be Luke Skywalker. Do you share the same opinion or? Um, honestly, I didn't give that any thought. Um, <laughs> uh, I don't think so. No, I. I mean, I have. I'm sure there there are fan theories to support this, but I haven't read them, and that that seems crazy to me. I think that Luke will probably be more of a. Um, Ben Kenobi type of figure 
where the movie will kind of happen around him and he'll have like a brief cameo as this sort of mysterious figure shrouded in mystery who we don't really know who he is but kind of shows up at the appropriate moment or they kind of stumble upon him at the appropriate moment. Kind of like Yoda in uh, in um, Empire, right? Where it wasn't that he had, had a lot to do with the the trilogy. He was just kind of on the outskirts. Yeah, the... Uh... The thing that I was joking about was uh, I thought it would be funny. Now, this obviously won't happen, but it'd be mm-hmm. funny, funny troll job. I think I joked about this on another pod that I, I thought it would be funny when that guy gets his... Because at the end of the movie, that guy's going to get his helmet knocked off or whatever, right? And we're going to find out who it actually is. And I I was saying it would be funny if when the guy got his helmet knocked off, it was just Hayden Christensen back to try to destroy the franchise one last time. <laughs> it was like it got real meta. <laughs> yeah. It's, yeah, it's a fit. It's a fit athletic body. And then George Lucas's head. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's like I'm back. I will destroy this. Oh, yeah, you can strike me down. <laughs> they've they've already sold like the, the the pre the advanced sales and whatnot are already. Mm-hmm sold out so without having seen it, like without a single frame because i don't even think the critics and stuff get to see it till mid-november so right. technically nobody's seen a f- frame of this movie like and nobody outside of actual editing or involvement in the film sure yeah has seen a frame of this movie and i'm fairly certain it's already made close to a hundred million dollars so uh i i have a very strong suspicion that jurassic world's reign as the highest selling movie of all time mm-hmm. is going to be quite short lived yeah. quite short lived i because like this this movie is gonna i just i think it's gonna sh- if it's even halfway decent it's oh, gonna yeah. well, shatter and every s- kind of box I office mean- Possibly. Yeah, and and since like even the prequels made a good chunk of money, and yeah, and like <laughs> yeah, cause a couple times, I like because I mean when what's it came out, the Phantom Menace, I actually had to see it because I saw it in the theaters a couple of times, and it was like, oh, <laughs> yeah, I saw it the second time, and it wasn't until twelve dollars back. <laughs> yeah, well, it wasn't until the second time that I realized, wait a minute, this sucks, right? Because the first <laughs> wait, time, wait a minute, <laughs> yeah, because the first time it was just like. Oh, all right. Yeah, it was just new, yeah, it was just new Star Wars everywhere. Well, yeah, and you wanted so bad for it to be good that you had yourself convinced. <laughs> yeah, and then I, it was like double-sided lightsaber. Whoa! And stuff like. Oh yeah, it's interesting to go back. Like, um, without naming names, I actually like read some fan, like some web comics that have been around since like '98 and '99, that sort of thing. And, like, they even are like, oh, man, you know, Star Wars Episode One is coming out this week. And then, like, they're like, oh, that was amazing. And then, like, you know, three years later, they're like, wait a minute, was it really, though? Yeah, it's like, no, like, no, it wasn't. It, just, it, it took a while for it to sink in, to be honest, because I don't think any... Yeah. I think it does. I think it's like, that was amazing. That was amazing? Yeah. yeah, it was one of those things. Well, because, like, yeah... Um, you don't want to be the first guy to shit on it. <laughs> yeah, to be to be the first one. And I'm sure a few people were, but I mean, it's just when you walked out of Phantom Menace. I remember walking out of Phantom Menace being like, "That was totally awesome." And then yeah, yeah. Well, you when I watched, be- yeah, walk out the second time, I was like, "Well, the trailer for it was totally awesome," or something. Well, sure. Well, who could have called it? The trailer was incredible. It had uh, you know Liam Neeson in it. It had Sam Jackson in it. <laughs> You know, which I never agreed with, but like as much as I love Sam Jackson, I never bought him at like there was never a second that I bought him as a 
uh, as an actual Jedi to this day. Oh, sure, but I mean, like, like if he was a Sith Lord, I'd be like, yes, Sam Jackson Sith Lord. That makes perfect sense. But thinking like after after you know twenty years, I believe it had been, they're you know making a new Star Wars movie with a star-studded cast and a huge budget, and you know the around the same era as the Matrix uh, CG capabilities. Yes, you know, like it, you, you you were ready for it. <laughs> Yeah, that movie, the, the first paper, one. On paper, it's a great idea. <laughs> yeah, the, the, the Phantom Menace is, uh, is after Matrix. It, is, it falls in the category of after Matrix, although they were filming around the same time, I would imagine, but the effects yeah, sure. were still the same. And then Yeah, yeah, but they, you have to imagine they have the same level of technology available absolutely. to them, whether they're using it as and well. A, and a, yeah, and a bigger money. Much bigger jump, budget. Yeah, yeah, much bigger budget and jumping off point because uh, and certainly more name recognition <laughs> yeah and everybody just knew that star wars was going to make all that damn money mm-hmm. um so yeah I'm, I'm super excited are you going to try to go see it uh, opening week or i'm going to try to see it as early as i can um but it sounds like getting tickets might be a difficult well apparently i i this might be only true for the states but i've been reading that apparently they might be doing some 24-hour screenings hmm. in theaters so yeah if, i imagine that would be at selected theaters at best yeah i would imagine it should be in all theaters because i would definitely go to a well and that's just what i was thinking i'm like you know what opening night that's one thing like of course it's going to be sold out but if i can go like yeah you do like that on a, on a sunday morning or something yeah like yeah exactly like if you were going to do it do it for the first week but that's it right like you just maybe the first two weeks two weeks stops like you don't do the 24-hour screenings Mm-hmm. Uh, for you know the entire time the movie's in theaters. You, I was you say, just, maybe I'll take a sick day and go on like a Tuesday afternoon. Yeah, you do <laughs> do it for the you do it for the week because that's what that's what I I would do. Like I would absolutely go to like a two two thirty a.m. showing of the. Yeah, unfortunately, like I I am hyped enough for this movie, um, where I really want to see it but as i was kind of getting at before like i don't have the same i'm not a rabid fanboy for star wars so i can give it a week or two to kind of you know die down a little bit so that i can get in eventually not that i think it'll die down that fast but it's one of those movies that i expect is going to be in theaters for like six weeks eight weeks yeah a couple months at least uh because i was wondering because i think in march because this movie comes out around christmas and i think in march uh, is when Batman Superman comes out. And I was wondering if there would be enough overlap where you could actually do like, I'm going to go see Star Wars and then I'm going to go see Batman Superman. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and just, just make a day of it. Um, yeah, so that's it for Star Wars. Uh, do you Another trailer that hit the air on, or hit YouTube on Friday, Woo. the Jessica Jones trailer came out and... My God in heaven, what a stunningly <laughs> beautiful everything about it trailer. If you would have told me in like a year ago that I would be this site for the Jessica Jones series, I would have answered with, who the hell is Jessica Jones? <laughs> yeah, that's the thing. Like Jessica Jones, like this is the this is the first time, like that trailer is so well cut that I watched it and I was just like, wow, I give a fuck about Jessica Jones. Like, I got I, chills. <laughs> yeah, I watched it and I'm like, because like Luke Cage is there and Luke Cage has always been my boy and they showed the like, there's the one, because like I honestly only knew Jessica Jones through Luke Cage and Iron Fist and the Heroes for Hire and Marvel and, and 
just kind of a tertiary character. Yeah, and Jessica Jones was always like my. I, I always liked Misty Knight better than uh, than Jessica Jones. Mm. And but I mean, I didn't. I didn't hate Jessica Jones. It just wasn't my thing because I wasn't really into female super spy with powers. Although the Purple Man, I always thought was a was a pretty cool villain that they Marvel never um utilized enough quite frankly but it looks like they are going to be using the fuck out of some david Tennant for this television show if you haven't seen this trailer by god like go see it because yeah. I, I uh i think i mentioned on the last time i was on this show that uh the the reason why i'm gonna definitely shotgun through this is because i'm a big i i, I like Kristen ritter um, and my girlfriend likes David Tennant. And as soon as I saw this trailer, I, I messaged you. I'm like, watch this damn trailer. And I messaged her and I said, watch this trailer. Be afraid to be ready to be terrified of David Tennant. Oh, yeah, it's so good. Because, I mean, like, Kilgrave, we don't have any kind of... Because um, I, I, I was going to mention that in preparation for the Jessica Jones uh, Netflix series, which hits the entire series will be released on the 20th. You and I will be doing a lead-up commentary podcast i won't say one i won't say to what but because i want to keep it a surprise but i had to do some digging to find anything animated movie related tv show related that was um in any way close to a jessica jones lead in because this character they just have not used outside of the comic books up until now and i can only find one instance where they used the purple man and it was in a pretty unlikely spot and if you're an ultra nerd you'll you'll probably you might know it because like i i honestly didn't know it but uh we, we'll save where it's uh coming from for the commentary track that we're gonna do in the next couple of weeks as the lead into the jessica jones trailer the most tenuous of connected commentary <laughs> i know like it, it is so ridiculous because they have they just they have not used these characters and they like you figured like daredevil even like Daredevil made it into the old Spider-Man animated series and stuff like that. Like right, got right. into two episodes, like the '90s Spider-Man animated series, and uh, Luke Cage. I think got into a couple of the old shows from the '60s, like Spider-Man and Friends and stuff, and, and shows like that. But man, they just they did not use Jessica Jones whatsoever outside of the com- uh, comics. And I'm already on record saying that I think that this David Tennant vision, because like this this Jessica Jones trailer falls within mm-hmm. the Marvel Cinematic Universe, the MCU. Yep. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to say it again. I think I've said it on this podcast already, but I'm going to say it again. I believe that this David Tennant version of Zebediah Kilgrave, the Purple Man, will be the best villain that they have in the MCU. Now, that's not hurdle in a high bar because the MCU Marvel has never done villains very well. Basically, in the MCU, they have Loki. As I say, yeah, who's our best at this point? It's got to be Loki. Yeah, it's Loki, and it's not close because Loki's the only guy that you can kind of ask that has a character. <laughs> yeah, that exactly. Other than that, it's just like big... which is fine because it's never really been the point of these movies. But no, which is why Marvel works because Marvel's about the heroes, right? And uh, yeah, definitely how fun that they can they can be. But I think that this David Tennant version of Zebediah Kilgrave is is going to be the defining marvel mcu villain to the point where we're like man they're fighting loki again right <laughs> like, <laughs> here we like, go again although we don't we don't uh we don't mind that so man i i just i can't believe how excited i am of everything they've done in the mcu i'm i'm just I'm, you wouldn't think this would be the one <laughs> yeah like jessica jones like it makes me just insane 
with anticipation for the Iron Fist series that I got to wait another year for. Right, right, right. I'm just like, because Luke Cage, I think, is going next. And then, because I, I, I thought it was weird when they when they announced that they were going to do these four, they said, you know, Dare, we're going to do Daredevil, Jessica Jones, Luke Cage, and Iron Fist. And I was like, oh, cool. And then they were like, here's the order we're going to do it in. And I was like, Daredevil? Yeah, it makes sense. You do Daredevil first because he's the most... Right, yeah, and I actually thought that. I was like, this is the one show of these four that I could actually see working. <laughs> yeah, and then... Because who cares about these other guys? <laughs> well, yeah, but well, they've got their... But, I mean, those ones are so... Like, those four guys work so perfectly for a Netflix series, which is why when sure. they announced yeah, that, I was like, okay, like those I four... Said, like, I'd never heard of Jessica Jones before that announcement. <laughs> yeah, but for mine, I was like, they're doing Jessica Jones second? Are they crazy? Do Luke Cage second? That was me. I was just like... <laughs> I was like Jessica Jones, come on! Okay. Yeah, <laughs> but like, man, I am—I could not be more juiced. Than, uh, everybody, yeah, just, I, I'm this close to so. rewatching through uh, Daredevil in the interim. <laughs> you should, you, you could, or like you should, because like I, oh, I'll bet at some point Jessica Jones is going to be like, there's going to be an episode where she go, she's going to need a lawyer at some point, right? Mm-hmm. And, or like she'll be sitting in, or maybe she'll be in jail or something like that, right? She'll be handcuffed to the table and she could easily escape, but she won't because that would just further incriminate right, right, right. her or something. And then someone's going to go, you know, she, she, you're going to get that disembodied voice. And she, she's going to, uh, the disembodied voice is going to go, Jessica, your lawyer's here. And she's going to be like my lawyer. And then In's going to walk uh, Matt Charlie Mur- Cox. <laughs> Charlie Cox is Matt Murdock, the blind lawyer, who's going to help her out for like one episode, get... Yeah, 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 and I don't know that that's confirmed, but I have seen, like, you know, here's some photos on set of, you know, when Luke Cage and, and Jessica Jones and Matt Mur- Murdock took a selfie together. Yeah, well, Luke Cage <laughs> is definitely in this uh, this show. I mean, he was in all the trailers. The right, 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 right. I just mean, like, with... here's, you know, here's Charlie Cox in costume on set in this, you know, stupid selfie that they posted on Instagram, you know? Oh, yeah, I did not know that. All right, so... So I, I think it's pretty... Like, so people are listening to this going, yeah, we already saw it on Instagram, you stupid idiot. <laughs> well, <laughs> and I don't know if it was exactly in costume, but I mean, the, the signs are there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I, I figured that's something that would happen. Because, I mean, Luke Cage is going to be in this, and it, uh, based on the trailer, it looks like they're going to hook up, which is good, because they did that in the comic book, and mm-hmm. it sets up all sorts of... Well, because technically Jessica Jones is most famous... Or infamous? You, you keep mentioning this. It is. I'm sorry. It is the most famous thing is when she has butt sex with Luke Cage. It's like <laughs> that's her most recognizable. Like that's that's where we were here with like honestly because when I was going through the list, I was like, like when I first read, it, it's like they're doing Daredevil, they're doing Luke Cage, they're doing Iron Fist, they're doing Jessica Jones, and I was like the butt sex girl. <laughs> like that was literally what I I had in my head. It was crazy, but like man, it just it looks so awesome, and Kristen Ritter looks like she's gonna slay it. And sure, yeah, and it, I like that it's got something that feels like a very post-traumatic sort of vibe to it as well. It, it, it could be very interesting to watch, even outside of the fact that it's Marvel and the fact that it's it's supervillain. Like, it, it seems like it would have a broader appeal. Yeah, it's, it, it absolutely, because, like, if, if you don't know, like, if you're listening to this and you still have no idea what Jessica Jones is about, the biggest selling point I can give it to you, like, in a one, if, if it was just to be, like, one tagline to sell it to you, it's single mom has superpowers basically right and it's kind of single mom has superpowers and she's trying to you know she's fighting to keep the lights on her apartment and and whatnot while yeah sure imagine the first act of the incredibles if it were not made by disney yeah yeah by uh that's a good yeah that's a good comparison 
Um, so yeah, Jessica Jones trailer. Looking forward to it. Uh, unfortunately, we're doing this a day early because the Supergirl uh, pilot is debuting tonight. So Don't we will not <laughs> have watched that yet. But next time you come on, we'll definitely... Uh... Now, correct me. That's a CBS show, right? Yes, but uh, Greg Berlanti is involved. Mm-hmm. So one would think. And we also have to remember... Uh, God, I'm nervous about this show. <laughs> well, remember going into it, though, Miller, that the pilot of every TV show ever, the worst episode is inevitably the first episode of every television show ever. So I, I tend to think the second, actually. <laughs> yeah, well, the second. Uh, I like to think that they come out swinging for the first one, and then they kind of hit a wall. <laughs> yeah. Well, because remember, we did the uh, review of Moonbeam City, and the first episode of Moonbeam City was just such an aggressive Archer ripoff. Yeah, well, I, I mean, that that's what that's what I consider to be the first season of a show. Then true, it takes, yeah. it takes a whole season to kind of find out what it wants. Well, to yeah, because like if you go back and watch the first episode of Parks and Recreation, it's terrible. And, yeah, yeah, and The Office and Star yeah, Trek, the new yeah. the next generation. Like the, the there's a TV trope named after uh, the the next generation Star Trek called "Growing the Beard." Yeah, just to say that the second season of a show is always the one where the show kind of gets its footing, it realizes what it wants to be and starts yeah. really hitting it, right? Absolutely, yeah. The same after in the in second season of uh, TNG, Riker grows his beard and he, you know, looks like a more commanding commander. And, uh, yeah, it, it, and it, there's a whole trope named after it. Well, speaking of second seasons, mm. it's a good lead-in. Excellent segue. Excellent segue. The Flash. Mm-hmm. Barry it's Allen. Great. <laughs> he's back he's back in our hearts no, number one number one on the racetrack and number one in our hearts the flash um, god i love this show uh three episodes in so far mm-hmm. and just man so just so phenomenal because and, and right back on pace if we're gonna keep using this race metaphor <laughs> yeah as, yeah really just Oh, man, they hit the ground running. Step? Yeah. <laughs> all right, <laughs> no, we're done. We're done. Hit the ground running. All that, all that stuff. I mean, uh, they had Flash Day in the first episode. Like in the yes. first, like, so, like we're doing Flash Day. I'm like, oh god, like I nearly passed out. I was like, <laughs> I'm like, oh boy, the most fan servicey. I love it. I know, God, it is so good. Um. Uh, so in the first episode, they come back and they start fighting the Atom Smasher. The Atom Smasher was crazily played like because the entire time i was watching that episode i was like i recognize this guy or at least i recognize that chin and oh i never looked it up who was that well i'm not sure if you'd know it because you were not a because the guy's name is adam copeland the guy who okay. played uh adam smasher mm-hmm. adam copeland if you watch wrestling in the 2000s was one of the most influential wrestlers of the 2000s he was edge Oh, okay. He was the wrestler Edge, and I was like, "Oh my God, it was Edge!" When I when I had to Wikipedia <laughs> that, and uh, yeah, Edge, who's actually well, I, I thought I recognized him, but I wouldn't have recognized him from wrestling, certainly. <laughs> but he's actually from Toronto. He's another good Ontario boy involved with these. Uh, oh boy, with these these show these uh, CW verse shows, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, I love the fact. Did you enjoy the fact that they killed him in the first episode? Well, first off, the Flash killed him, which I thought was weird. And yep. 
they killed him with your favorite trope of all time where they're like why don't we give him all the power he needs i literally rolled my eyes i yeah. almost texted you at that exact moment <laughs> oh it's so good i love it i was like oh my god they did miller's favorite thing <laughs> you like electricity here's all of it yeah <laughs> no too much power yeah it's so bad that's because that's always how they beat the electrical power villains right they were just like this guy absorbs radiation well, let's give him more than he can handle. Ah, so bad. I was just like, oh my god, they did the thing. Uh, they, they always do that, though. I mean, they did it in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. too with that uh, dude who absorbed energy. Yeah, yeah, that's true. It's just, it's such a comic trope. That episode actually made me feel dumber. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, of, of S.H.I.E.L.D. I'm going off topic here, but I'm like, but it's a it's a Joss Whedon-produced show, and... Yeah. Uh, <laughs> They got like the the famous cellist who Colson was in love with and still burns a candle for in his quote unquote afterlife. And of course she was played by Amy Acker because of course she was. Uh that's something for the Whedon nerds out there. Oh yeah, the cello player, right? Yeah, yeah, the yeah. cellist. It was Amy Acker who was like she's been in like three or four Whedon productions in the past, starting with Angel, I believe. And she's always the the, you know, star crossed lover. <laughs> Did you recognize that it was the Atom Smasher right away? Uh, I didn't actually, but as soon as they mentioned his name, I'm like, oh yeah, that huge dude. <laughs> yeah, because, well, my thing was, like, he showed up in the trench coat, and I kind of initially was like, is this fucking Bane or something like I that, thought. right? Yeah, but then when he, he the took off, and everything. yeah, when he took off the trench coat, and he had the big boots, though, and then, but he had the, like, I see. he had the arms exposed, I was like, is that supposed to be Atom Smasher? Why is he trying to kill? Yeah. Uh, I'm used to seeing him on the uh, on the um... Justice League Unlimited. Yeah, that's right. Exactly. I was gonna say I was in the name of the station, but I can't think of it. Right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he, on the on the the Justice League, uh, the Watchtower. That's it. I was gonna say Javelin, but that's not right. <laughs> the Javelin. I th no, no, no. The Javelin. I think is also correct. Or is the Javelin the Javelin's the plane? I the think the plane that they fly. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Just I was just like, why is the Atom Smasher trying to? killed the flash this makes no sense and then when it was like you know he went back and he killed and i was like oh my god are they doing earth too and then it turns out they were absolutely doing earth too yep and they referenced and they had a man on a television show that i watch and that is wildly successful explain the multiverse <laughs> I love Dr. Stein, by the way. Yeah. He's quickly becoming my favorite character on that show. Yeah, that old dude from Godspell. Yeah. yeah. I can't remember his name. Oh, jeez. Victor Garber, I think. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. Victor Garber, I think, is his real life name. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That guy, yeah, he's pretty good, too. Because he, well, they give him all the, the good sassy. Yeah. Oh sure. Plus, I'm 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 happy to see a scientist on one of these CW verse shows, on one of these Arrowverse shows, as they're calling it, um, who's not a sexy twenty three year old. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Um, well, like he's earned it. <laughs> yeah, 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 absolutely. Uh, what did you think about the fact that they used a flash signal? I thought it was awful. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> that was the one thing where I was like. Okay, I'll. I'll, I'll... What a great idea! Yeah, I got it from a comic book. Shut up! Yeah, shut up! That, that was <laughs> That's little... real life. That is your universe. You can't say you got it from a comic. Yeah, that is a little too meta. But you know what? I kind of, I, I kind of like it because I'm also the same guy who complains that in shows like The Walking Dead, which I don't watch because it's shit. But in shows like Walking Dead, it always annoys the crap out of me that no one acknowledges that these are zombies. 
Oh, that bothers me too. Yeah, and now we should be fighting zombies. Everyone in a zombie movie comes from a universe where there's no such thing as zombie movies. Yeah, exactly, right? Like, so, so in The Walking Dead, they're all like, "Oh God, what's going on? What's with all these people?" And what even are these things? Yeah, what are they? It's like the dead, but they're walking. Yeah, they're walkers. Let's call them that. They're the Walking Dead. Yeah, and and, and so on. so I at least Cisco at least acknowledges that he reads comic books and stuff, and how and that it's kind of cool that he. Uh, he, you know, I got a real actually the the vibe I got from that scene, and I should have messaged you was from uh, the Boondocks. <laughs> Man, you come straight out of a comic strip. <laughs> yeah, which is a line that they stole from Enter the Dragon, which is so goddamn good, right? Like, mm-hmm. man, you come straight out of the comic book, which works on so many levels in the Boondocks. <laughs> yeah, oh, so yeah, that was that was the great that was the greatest joke that they ever told the Bushido Brown joke on on mm-hmm. the Boondocks, giving that show some credit. Because I say what well, intruders in the studio. Oh. <laughs> my way um who do you think this has nothing to do with the show this is just an ancillary thing who do you think professor zoom is going to end up being uh i don't know but i'm pretty certain that harrison wells on earth 2 is a red herring <laughs> oh absolutely because he's going to be a good guy right like earth 2 harrison wells well, he has nothing to do with eobard thawne <laughs> yeah exactly right? it has nothing Presumably. to do with eobard thawne so you have to assume he's like the good guy on earth 2 and he's going to come he's over the, he's the harrison wells that we should have had <laughs> yeah he's going to be yeah he's going to be the earth 2 and Barry's gonna be like, this is the guy yeah, that killed him. I don't him. trust him. Yeah, he's gonna be like, I don't trust him. And he's like, I'm not him. You know, they'll have you. Uh, but it's good to see that they found a way to bring Tom Cavanaugh. Oh, back. definitely. Yeah. No. And, and I mean, from a few different perspectives, I mean, genre savvy enough to know that it's very unlikely that they're gonna use the same villain two seasons in a row. Yeah. Um, My- and I mean, it makes sense to kind of introduce him at the, I think, the end of the first episode. Yeah, like yeah. kind of a bump, bump, bump. Here's Harrison Wells. Well, yeah, the Flash. They always do the PS kind of sequence at the end where it's that's like, right, that's right. Where it's like, oh, the main story's over, but here's yeah. like the last ten seconds before the credits roll. Yeah, they do the wrap up beats for the episode, and then they have one last commercial break, and then they come back from commercial break, and it's always, uh, you know, they'll be in the le- it'll be like you know Cisco, Caitlin, and Barry, or and you know it'll be the one of the Flash team. Uh-huh. And they'll be like, boy, we really did kick ass today, guys. <laughs> and then they'll be like, yeah, but what's going to happen next week? <laughs> Basically. And, uh, and then you get like a minute thing setting up the the, the M. Night Shyamalan-y type uh, twist. They got me, though. I'm in. I like Earth 2 as a possible thing. Oh, God. Well, because now you can do evil everybody. Yeah, exactly. Right? Like you can get like Arrow showing up. Yeah, absolutely. Oh my god, it's so good. Which is I, why I'm curious to see actually, because I imagine we'll see at least Earth Two Barry. Well, that's it's funny that you mentioned that because that's actually who my that's my pick for who uh, Zoom is, Professor Zoom. That's that. That makes the most sense. I think Professor Two or, or Professor Two Earth Two Zoom is going to be evil Grant Gustin, and Grant Gustin is just going to be in scenes with himself. And he'll be wearing a blue costume in one and a red costume in the other. And he'll be fighting himself at the end of the season. I don't think it's the worst idea. No, I, I think it's... But the- I, I kind of like the idea of Other Barry just being like a scientist too. Like having nothing to do with it. <laughs> yeah. And uh, Carly had a good theory where she thought his dad... I, that was actually my theory before you said it, where it would be yeah. like the original 90s Flash. As, yeah, yeah. Because they're kind of building up that there might be some rifts forming there. Exactly. Plus, it was weird that like, in in the first episode, it was weird that it's like, I finally got my dad out of jail after 20 
five years or whatever. And then like, cool, like, we'll have a party for a couple hours. And, now and then I'll, I'll, I'll leave, leave forever. forever. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm leaving town forever. And it was like, Glad we both went to the same place. <laughs> I thought that, yeah, I thought that was so weird. Cause I was like, I just thought that was a weird beat. Barry, it's talk like that that makes me want to be your father figure. Yeah. But instead, I'm leaving town forever. Yeah, that's just like, what a weird beat that was. And it was just like, oh, I don't know. I just, I, I thought that was, I thought that was weird. And I was just like, why, wait, why is he leaving? And I guess maybe they just don't have a way to, it, that, that might be ancillary to the show. As in, but have an episode about it, right? Yeah, have an episode where it's a liability that he's there. I and guess then have yeah. him leave, right? Not just be like, "Well, I might be a liability." I guess maybe goodbye. <laughs> yeah, I yeah. To me, it's more like we don't know what to do with this guy now that he's out of jail, right? And like, we know we want to have him pop up now and then, but we don't want him in every episode. So, like, it might have it. Also, that's, that's the thing with the series too, because as much people, as many people now over the course of, uh, we're into the beginning of the four season know that, um, Oliver Queen is the arrow. There are like twice as many people who know who Barry. Yeah, exactly. Is. That's true. Well, cause people actually die on arrow. I guess. Well, like, that's just it. Yeah. He, they find out who he is and then they end up eating it by the end of the season. Yeah. Um, what was your reaction when Jay Garrick, the Golden Age Flash, showed up to help everybody? In the- I liked it because I thought that the the helmet in the first season finale was just a Easter egg. Easter egg. Yeah, yeah, me too. Because it kind of brought up in the because Harrison was talking to Barry at that point about you know the possibility of multiple timelines and yeah, and mentioned like Rip Hunter would be proud when they built the time stream and it was like oh you know <laughs> yeah exactly and then they they busted open the um you know the helmet flew out and I'm like oh okay well that's you know a fun little Easter egg but you know will amount to nothing. Um, I'm glad that it sort of did, and I'm glad that we got him in costume for that one yeah. shot. Oh my! And they did the fucking brick wall cover, which I nearly passed out when I saw that. I was like, "Oh my god, they did that!" Um, I'm not familiar. Okay, well, it, it the very first time they ever crossed over um, the Golden Age Flash with Silver Age Flash, mm-hmm. um, there was a very famous cover that had uh, I think it was a dude like lying on the ground, and he goes like, "Help me, Flash!" and then they're both uh, there's the Barry Allen on the left side. Oh, that's right, that's right. There's the Barry Allen flash, and on the right side, there's the Jay Garrick flash, and they both go, "I'm coming!" Right, and there's a brick wall in between them, and they did that in. Yeah, they kind of both went on opposite sides of the pillar. Oh, the, yeah, they ran on opposite sides, of the, you know, to check on uh, Patty Spivet, who was another reference that they, Mrs. Flash, who <laughs> showed up. I was like, oh my god, and they're going to start dating. I was just like, I love this show. Oh man, it's just so there's so much fan geek. Uh, I didn't much care for that character, <laughs> Patty Spivet. No, yeah. why not? Because a little, a little too bubbly for your liking. Not that she was too bubbly, because I like bubbly characters. You know that, but um. Yeah. Because she was basically told she didn't have the job, like, several times. It just kept, like, breaking into crime scenes to prove her point. Like, Joe should have been like, what are you doing? Get out of here! Yes. Yeah, <laughs> not true. supposed to be. Well, she is Oh, tech- sorry, I just showed up here a couple hours. I was like, what? <laughs> no! <laughs> You're not allowed to do that. Yeah, she is technically a character in, in uh, I think she was created in the New 52, uh... Patty Spirit, so she's relatively recent. Yeah, she- I, and I figured that she would be. I just didn't like her... 
her her what's the word? She's too precocious for me. Bubbly's not even the word. It's sort of like I'm a toddler and I don't get where I want what I want. So I get to be all cute about it until you give me what I want. Yeah, I suppose. I don't know. I you you call it precocious. I call it work ethic, Miller. <laughs> She's determined. <laughs> well, don't put that on me. Sure. <laughs> Uh, I get that she's determined, and I understood that she had some character reason for doing it, but... Did you catch the slight Batman reference in... Like, if you blinked, you would have missed it. Did you get... Did you catch the Batman reference, though, in... uh, In the second episode? Um... Probably not. Okay, well, basically, when Joe has Eddie Slick, the Sand Demon, but not the real Sand Demon, the, like, Earth-1 that doesn't actually have powers... Mm -hmm. um, when he had him in the interrogation, uh, Joe says something like, you were in Blackgate, weren't you? Right? And then Eddie goes, yeah. And we both know as comic book nerds that Blackgate prison is in Gotham. Mm-hmm. And Joe says something like, I called my buddy Jimmy over at Blackgate. And we both know that uh, Jimmy is a reference to Jim Gordon. So when he said that, he's like, I called my buddy Jimmy over at Blackgate. I was like, oh! <laughs> yep, so I blinked and missed it. Yeah, it was just one of those things where I was just like, oh my god! It's too bad. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. I just, I don't understand why they can't put just overt references to bad, because they, I don't even think, we're now, we we have four full seasons of these two shows, three Arrow and three, or, and one Flash, mm-hmm. plus a few uh, uh, other episodes from the new seasons. Mm-hmm. And no one, I don't think, I have they ever said the word Gotham in any of the? In, Not in one of the series, no. I don't think they have, right? Like, no. I don't have know. But have they even referenced like Metropolis? I think they've referenced Metropolis, but I don't because I feel like because I know they've done like Coast City and Star City and yeah, Second City. Coast City is all over season one of the, or season four of the Arrow right now. Like, yeah, actually exactly. in Coast City at one point, I was like, oh my god. Mm-hmm. They had a, uh, a thing, because what was we'll get to Arrow in a little bit here, but I'm going to get a little ahead of myself. But they had the thing where uh, they showed, it was kind of like Arrow Year One, where he was, like, running on the rooftop in... Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, like, he was running in the flashback. In the, yeah, in the flashback, and he was running on a rooftop in Coast City, and he tried to shoot, like, a drug dealer yeah. and couldn't take down, like, this one drug dealer who didn't know how to fight and he dropped the arrow which if i could make the second boondocks reference of this pod very not gangster <laughs> he was just like you it's like you dropped the bow and all of her so bad uh but like when he was running on that rooftop uh he was in coast city and they had a giant billboard ad for coast city and i went back and i paused it and it had some sort of like joke version of the the green lantern oath Oh, did it? Yeah, because it was basically a vacation spot for Coast City, and it said something like, in brightest day, in blackest night, spend money and come to Coast City or something like that. Like, <laughs> That's I, exactly their own ad campaign. I, did, I didn't remember. Yeah, like they had something that rhymed, but it was it was something along the uh, the lines of that. So, That's pretty good. Yeah. I'll have to go back and look for that. I missed that. Yeah. Um, our Don't point- catch these minor Easter eggs. <laughs> Yeah, well, I, I, I sort of... I just catch when there's a van that says Court Industries. I'm like, I wonder if that's an Easter egg, but then they mention it several times later. Yeah, and it is, by the way. Uh, uh, well, because they mentioned that they have 52 different anomalies in the... Uh... Yeah, I caught that one. Yeah, that one was one of the easier ones. <laughs> this is an obvious reference to the new 52. Uh, our boy Michael Ironside 
Adding his DC resume shows up. God, I was so ready to hate that episode. (laughs) Were you? Because they don't even introduce like Captain Cold at first, who I love and is probably one of my favorite people on that show. Honestly, the best thing about the show, and this is going to be the like Wentworth Miller is going to be the driving force behind the Legends of DC show. I think so. Because every time he's on, just chewing the scenery yeah i just get so happy because i'm like smile on your face right? yeah look I'm like, just, i hate you but i love you i know i'm just like wentworth miller you were having so much fun doing this and i'm so jealous that you get to be captain cold on this television show i'm just like man oh talk about winning the lottery of life i just yeah so oh. it's all like yeah i get that but i don't like any of his crew at all <laughs> no and the girl who plays the golden glider is a yeah. pretty horrific act actress too like and I mean, everybody's not great except for uh, Jesse Martin, who went back to his Law and Order days with that dinner table scene where he was telling Iris about his uh, about her mother. Jeez. Oh yeah, man, yeah. that was man. He brought the heat in that. Scene. Oh yeah, that was a good scene. I was just like, oh my lord! Like I was just like find myself getting worried about these Flash characters. Yeah, I felt that. I felt it on that one. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, I don't know the the woman's name, but whoever is playing the Golden Glider, she's pretty bad even by like network tv kind of standards and and that's the kind of impression i got with the uh the the first time that she appeared where she was just supposed to like she doesn't matter if she's a good actor or not she's just supposed to show up and be attractive and and say vaguely sexual things and get cisco all a flustered Yeah, I mean, it's okay. I mean, they're using her enough right now that it doesn't annoy me, but if she became, like, a thing where... I, they're trying to make her a thing. I think well, that they are. I don't know. It's tough to say, because if they make her a thing where it's like, I'm going to be with Cisco now, and I'm going to be in every episode, that might tick me off because she's such a terrible actress, but uh, if they use her sparingly the, 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 the way they've been doing, because I think they... I, yeah, I, I think that they know what they're doing there, so... They, I, I hope that they do, and... And as 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 much trepidation as I felt um, when she was the first person on screen that was recognizable, it was like, okay, well, I was like, oh, no. <laughs> and then immediately like, well, that means that, you know, our boy Lenny's going to be in this episode. That's true. And I messaged you and I'm like, oh, God damn, <laughs> Captain Cold Sister's back. And you're like, wait for it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And then yeah. uh, we get Lewis Snart. Yeah. <laughs> Michael Ironside. I'm like, oh! <laughs> like, literally 45 seconds later. Yeah, it's so good. Um, I'm going to give you a platform if you want one or two minutes to make fun of... Oh, no. Captain Cole <laughs> freezing laser beams with his, with his cold gun. I mean... I, I don't think that I can say anything that, like... I don't need to go all science nerd on this because I think the layman knows that that was ridiculous. Yeah, it's it's one of those things. Lasers are light. That's all you need to know. Yeah, it's one of those things where you're just like, uh, all right, I'll go with it because it's a comic book show, right? But at the same time, I don't have to love it. <laughs> He's like, just excuse me, and they like broke and shattered on the ground. Well, it's like, well, now he just walks through them. Like, yeah. like God damn it. I was so glad. I loved it so much. Um, he pulled his laser, his gun. I'm like, oh, he's just gonna like, you know, freeze the actual, you know, laser emitters, not yeah. beams themselves. Yeah. And then the beams. He didn't even freeze all of them because the beams just stopped, right? Like, so there yeah. were like beams not 
Like, they were light beams that were somehow stopping. It was like, what are you doing? There's, like, it's not the force, right? Like, you can't stop laser beams. Um, just do anything. Come on. Hilarious. Come on, um, <laughs> still good. Uh, what do you think's going on with uh, the professor? Uh, I think that it has to do with, I think Ronnie, we got the fake, fake out Ronnie death again, I think. Yeah. This, no, which is that two or three for fake out Ronnie deaths? Uh, at least two because yeah. they started both seasons with it. Yeah. I feel like there's a third one though, that we are missing. Cause there's the fake out death initially with, when the reactor blew up and then there was yep. the fake out death when. That has yet to come to fruition at the beginning of season one here with the split because he's obviously on Earth too, right? Like Ronnie. That, that's my guess. Yeah. yeah Ronnie is on Earth too, and stuff's happened to him, but the professor and him are still linked, which is why the professor is doing stuff like that. Oh, that's my guess of what's yeah, happened. Is I'm that they're linked somehow? Out. Things are happening to him. Perhaps he's being tortured. Or something. Um, yeah. Something's happening that's causing one or both of them to flip out. <laughs> yeah, I was trying to remember because in the last episode, you remember yet he the last scene you see is he has the blue flame and then he passes out i went back and i was trying to do any research to see if fire there were any significant moments in comic history where firestorm had a different flame Mm. the only thing i can think of is when he came back but there's no way this would tie into the show but when he came back as a black lantern during the blackest night um series uh he changed his name to death store because you know firestorm was dead at that point comes back as a black lantern yep and comes back as like looking kind of like ghost rider hmm. uh, where he was like a skeleton guy with uh flame head but the flames are blue and he started calling himself death storm so nothing nothing specific that i can think of or could find any way to reference the specific blue flame yeah it might be something unrelated but yeah. they, they they and that like I would have thought that maybe it was just like an Easter egg, like to some time that he appeared with blue flames, mm-hmm. um, and would have left it at that. But then I think that it was like someone asked, like at the end of the season, at the end of that episode, like what was with the blue flame, which leads me to believe that there's actually like that is a question that will likely be answered by the end of the season. Um, so my best guess right now is that perhaps Ronnie on Earth Two who is having these reactions and then causing them to appear in Dr. Stein. Yeah. Um, is in some sort of environment with like a, a, a mineral that burns blue. Yeah. Or like perhaps a very oxygen rich environment. Yeah. That would make sense. <laughs> um, or, or something like that where like, you know, if you burn copper, for example, it'll turn green. I'm not sure what turns blue when you burn it, but you know, maybe he's in a mine or something like that. You know, there's, there's, Something that we're like, okay, we can get to Earth 2, but how do we track down Ronnie? Oh, well, you know, he's burned blue a couple times, maybe he, and then they track him down using science, you know? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> you know how they do. Science. <laughs> that's that's one of the reasons I like this show, because as stupid as it is sometimes, they actually try to use science to deduce things. Yeah, it's not like in Lord of the Rings where they're like, a hobbit laid here. And there was a fight and stuff, and it's like, fuck you. <laughs> that never happened. Um, what do you grade? Well, uh, what's your excitement level for Flash season two right now? Having they got me back again uh, because you asked me to watch these first few episodes to prepare for this very podcast. I think that this is actually a show that I may watch week to week. Yeah, which in my life currently is a uh, honor reserved only for Game of Thrones. Um, so, 
uh, I am excited. I like this show a lot. It, like we said earlier, it kind of hit the ground running this season. And uh, I am looking forward to these Earth 2 twists because uh, it, it, it stems back to my liking um, uh, Star Trek and stuff a lot. I really like the alternate timeline episodes. I really like the alternate universe. And it seems like they're leaning deep into that this season. So I'm on board. Did you watch the end of Vixen? No, I didn't. I've only seen the last uh, uh, few episodes. That you really done. should, because I think... Uh, how many did you watch? Uh, four, I think. Okay, that means you only missed two. There were two left. They did six five-minute episodes, so I guess that equates to, like, what, a half hour? So it's basically, like, they did one full episode of Vixen, basically. Um, and really good ending. So good setup that they, they could easily slide. To the point where every episode of these... Uh, shows i'm kind of watching the you know they always do the thing where it's like guest starring you know so and so and so and so right 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 and uh every time i do it i look for that for that like super african name that that uh oh yeah girl had i don't like to spoil it for myself that way (laughs) yeah that's true but i'm just i get so juiced that i'm just like oh my god (laughs) because i probably got michael ironside and i'm glad that i just recognized him (laughs) that's true yeah you would have you would have missed out on michael ironside and and and, uh in the previous season mark hamill for the same reason so what's your uh give give, on a scale of one to ten give me your excitement level for air or not for arrow for flash so far uh, I'll give it an eight for now. Uh, I, I'm at a full 10. Full. I really, I really like the show and I'm on board with what they seem to be leading up to this season. Um, especially if it includes a good guy, Harrison Wells, um, and kind of has perhaps, uh, you know, some humanity being introduced to our boy Lenny. Um, I am a little trepidatious with a couple things, including, uh, Cisco's sort of burgeoning powers being the deus ex machina for every episode yeah they yeah they that was the good point good 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 bring up because they should make sure that that does not happen yeah like, uh, like don't do that for five episodes is what i'm saying yeah exactly they've done it for i think a couple now in a row yeah um and so i i, I want i want a space now i want to breathe <laughs> yeah or, or you know maybe have them do an episode where as a b or c story they're kind of experimenting on it a bit but it has nothing to do with what actually is the main plot of that episode yeah um there are a couple other things um i don't want iris's mom to become the uh laura lance's mom storyline again yeah i guess that kind of they kind of feel familiar yeah a little bit mother who abandoned the family for yeah and then it comes back suddenly and everyone has to kind of deal with those emotions yeah Um, although for that joe that one scene with jesse martin at the dinner table whoo man he was was channeling his old law and order days in that one i'm just worried it'll be the same thing again i i give them more credit than that which is why i'm still giving this an eight (laughs) well i i'm 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 at a full full 10 for the flash could couldn't could not be more excited i look forward to it every weekend yeah what's actually fun about this show now is uh our friend dave who's been on the show before him and his wife are actually catching up on the first season nice uh we had a discussion last night about uh how much we love captain gold yeah oh he's the best but it's just wentworth miller just i'm so glad he's, he's gonna get to be on that legends of tomorrow uh show oh, and he's gonna and he's probably gonna be like the the Honestly, I feel like they're going to put that show on his shoulders. 
I actually want to go back and watch that trailer again because now we like I, I know that he's one of my favorite characters in the show. You know, Barry always a pleasure. Good to have him as a main character on Legends of Tomorrow as well. Yeah. Uh, Dr. Stein's in the trailer for that show as well. Like, awesome. Like, here's all my favorite characters from The Flash. and <laughs> They get their own show. Yeah, awesome. <laughs> all right. Let's talk about season four of Green Arrow. I wonder, they should just change the title of this since it's, it's official now. He's no longer the hood or the arrow. He is now officially, officially the green arrow oh yeah the hood <laughs> yes. well you know it, it was very um season one <laughs> not even season one it was very chris nolan like how chris nolan would never uh like he tried to remember chris nolan rooted his batman trilogy kind of in reality to the point yeah. of, like i don't think selena kyle was ever referred to as catwoman and she never wore cat ears, right? She had to have the goggles that she like flipped up, and then they kind of look like cat ears when she flipped. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and uh, uh, no one, yeah, like just no one had. Uh, I like they never called him Two Face. Well, no, they did. They they referred to him Harvey as Harvey, Harvey Two Face, right? But that was the only time. Like they didn't actually start calling him Two Face afterwards, and, and yeah. Yeah, they never, they never really like he rooted it in the sense that like this is the real world. They never called him that in the real world and stuff like that. Yeah, so it's like enough, real, it's called the Hood. Um, what do you think of Neil McDonough so far as Damian Dark? Killing it. You think so? Yeah, I think he's doing a fantastic <laughs> job. Um, I immediately was like, I recognize this guy. I've seen him before. He looks like he's Matt Damon's cousin or something. Do you, okay. Do you recognize him from anything? Because I recognize Neil McDonough. I'm, I never looked at his IMDb. I'm sure he's in tons of stuff, but I remember him mostly from one thing. Can you guess what that is? I, I, I recognize him. I looked him up as well um, because I'm like, I know this guy. How do I know this guy? Um, I don't remember now. <laughs> he was in Angels in the Outfield. I wouldn't have guessed that is how I know him. No, he was the silly pitcher that they had that would that would show up and he would like when he started the game he oh would like Oh my god, that's would, right. Yeah, he would slide on the mound and stuff like that and they would like I think his character's name was like Whit Bass or something like that and they would do like Whit Bass with his trademark slide and he'd slide and when he would set throw a pitch, he would like set like five times cuz there was the line where the guy goes like Bass sets and sets and sets again and technically he would have been balking like every runner across and stuff like, that. like basically everything he's basically a human rain delay which mm. was a joke and yeah which was a joke <laughs> in 1994 or whenever ages in the outfield come out but now every pitcher in major league baseball basically is a wit bass that does like that takes like 20 seconds between pitches and makes the game go so much goddamn longer. human rain delay like yeah and, and it's funny that uh uh, oh, what was it? It, it? Like, it's just funny that I remember Neil McDonough from Damian Dark because I think last Friday, I don't know if you saw it or if I messaged you this, but because um, this is a, a very like crossover podcast moment here because mm. ESPN, I, I forced you to watch a few of these, some like some of the sports documentaries. They do that series, the Thirty for Thirty, which is the uh, right, 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 mm. the documentaries on sports and stuff that happens around the world of sports that affects sports and vice versa. Uh, what was it? Uh, College Humor did a parody of a 30 for 30 and they actually got actual baseball writers and uh, newspaper writers and beat writers and stuff to show up. And they did a 30 for 30 
Well, actually, a lot of comedy writers start as sports writers. <laughs> That's true. That, I've heard this. <laughs> yeah, that is true. Like Bill Simmons, obviously, is, is one of those big major right, yeah, yeah. this particular podcast. Um, but the uh, College Humor, they did a parody of 30 for 30 on Angels in the Outfield. And they basically, like, the joke was that movie actually happened in 1994. Right, right yeah. Like, and they pretended to think about it as an actual, and they actually had, like, real baseball writers like Tim Curgeon and guys like that come in and were, like, given real stats. As if they were alive at the time. Or not alive, but as if they were reporting at the yeah, time. Yeah, reporting on it at the time and stuff like that, right? <laughs> and uh, Neil McDonough, came back to pretend to be Whit Mass for that. For sketch. the interview. <laughs> yeah. For, so he was doing talking head interviews as, uh, like, Whit as Whit Bass again. And he was like, at one point he goes, I remember coach Knox one time threw a chair at a rack of bats and the bats went flying everywhere. And they actually hit me in the head. And then they showed the clip of the bat, like hitting him in the head. In the movie. Yep. And I was like, Oh my God, that's so hilarious. And like, I'm getting all this Neil McDonough, like, it's good to have all this Neil McDonough in my life that I've recently had. Um, like, uh, just what'd you think of the Jerry Ryan appearance as a as a massive Star Trek fan such as yourself? I never actually watched Voyager, so it didn't do a whole lot for me, but I'm like, hey, that's Jerry Ryan. That's cool. <laughs> <laughs> good get. <laughs> oh, man. Um, so the Damien Dark character, mm. here's, here's, a, here's a thing I want to throw at you for you to mull over in your dome piece see what you think about it um they established that damien dark is not not mm-hmm. a metahuman correct his powers are quote unquote mystical and it's yes. interesting that they use the word mystical because if you mention the word mystical in in correlation with the dc universe i immediately go to one specific character and that leads me to ask you this question, Kevin Miller. Do you think that we'll see <laughs> Zatanna in season four of Arrow? Oh, boy. Um, God, I hadn't even considered that. Jeez, um, maybe. I just, I, <laughs> I'm considering it now. That, that it would be so a easy. decent amount of sense. Yeah, because you mentioned it earlier, because all they do is get like the twenty something, the hot twenty somethings for this show. You just get a hot twenty something and throw her in there in the magician outfit. You know whatever. what? They've they've done Huntress. Um, yeah, why not? Of course they are. <laughs> now that you mention it, of course that's what they're doing. Yeah, like can't she show up and like be like because Arrow? Obviously, something has happened. Yeah, mentioned that like you know. Her father was bitter enemies with this guy or something. Yeah, something like that, right? Zatara, right? Yeah, Zatara. Oh, my lord. Can uh, talk on that backwards funny speak? Yeah, just, oh, God, I love Zatanna. It's my, easily my favorite uh, female character in DC. Really? Yeah, well, her and probably Diana. I mean, those those are probably one, two for me. But, I mean, Zatanna's just my girl because she, she does all the stuff with the Birds of Prey and... She always has the background stuff with uh, well, Bruce, that's fair. With yeah, Bruce. If, if they're if they're if they're going to continue to have a black canary in this, then maybe the uh, Zatanna connection is going to be easier one to make. Yeah, easily another spinoff, the Birds of Prey. Um, <laughs> they did double down in episode three. Yep, and somehow made his powers less silly than the comic books. And this is a guy <laughs> whose powers in the show 
where he could remove his ta- his playing card tattoos and throw them at you and attempt to kill you. <laughs> and also track them like a carrier pigeon. Yeah, that's true. Oh, I'm like, excuse me. Yeah, that was fun. <laughs> it's not it's not freezing lasers crazy, but it's a little crazy. Yeah, but you know we go with it because it's a silly show where guys run around in costumes fighting. Oh sure, yeah. But I mean, it was funny because Double Down's character, because Double Down's actually a Flash villain. Mm. Is he, he's Flash or Firestorm? I don't remember. Um, it seems like something that would be in Flash's rogue gallery. Yeah, and well, he's Double Down's recent. I think he was created in the reboot in the New Fifty Two, I believe. Well, that makes sense too because they said that he was a meta who kind of they lost track of in uh, in Central City. Yeah, and what happened was, well, in in this in the continuity of the show, they said he was getting like a tattoo or something, or he was getting tattoos. Yeah, when he was hit with the Dark Matter wave. <laughs> yeah, when he was hit with the wave, and then the tattoos basically formed themselves where he could turn them into cards and throw them at people and kill them, which, you know... Sure. Stupid, but whatever, we'll go with it. Cause it was I wasn't of... familiar with the character. I'm like, is this fucking Gambit? What is no, that? <laughs> well, anytime you get a, car- a character that throws playing cards, I'm always in. I'm just like, I'm in. You, you throw playing cards, sure, I'm in. Yeah, but... sure, our boy Alhambra from uh, Helsing. <laughs> exactly, Alhambra, Gambit, obviously, everybody fucking loves Gambit. Uh, we'll get into a little gambit talk later, but uh, the uh, in in the comics, basically what happened is Jeremy Tell, which is the name of the uh, you know Tell Poker Poker Tell, gotcha. uh, Jeremy Tell, classic DC, yeah, is a uh, he, he was like a he I think like he was a gambler and he cheated in a game of cards or something like that and like uh, was forever cursed essentially yeah that's basically what happens but like the guy he cheats out of his money was essentially like it's like a gypsy a shaman <laughs> yeah some sort of he he was an old man but he was essentially like an old dude like it was like the guy in in the simpsons where he was like uh you know we sell things that you know from forbidden parts of the world but mitch no man would dare enter i forget what he like that character was a parody from I think like Amityville Horror or something like that, but it was essentially he essentially also sounded frozen yogurt, which I call frozen. Yeah, he essentially beat that guy in a game of cards by cheating, and then that guy cursed him and the deck of cards that they played with bonded to his skin and, and <laughs> was cur- and he was forever. Cursed. Gotta stop playing illegal card games with shaman. <laughs> yeah, that's essentially what. Like I said, the, the the thing they gave him with his tattoos came to life is only slightly less silly. Than his actual. Like, I really don't like that trope, by the way. Which, <laughs> like, yeah, if I knew you were gonna curse me forever, I probably wouldn't have slightly wronged you. Yeah, that's, right. And technically, that's not even really like the curse that like Jeremy Tell has is he's been given a deck of playing cards that yeah. bind to his body, but he can use them telepathically or like telekinetically mm. to you know. It's not really a curse at all. Do stuff, so you're like, I mean, like. It, 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 yeah, it would kind of suck having playing cards like stuck to your body twenty four seven. But at the same time, it would be like it's not that much. Though. Yeah, you'd be like, well, this is pretty sweet, right? <laughs> Free powers, though. Yeah, exactly. Oh lord. Um, what did you think of the weird Joker like version of Anarchy that they did? Anarchy, by the way, is a Batman villain. Uh, which earlier I was begging for more Batman references. So I guess technically that's one because it looks Oh, like... was this the dude who kidnapped um, uh, the daughter? Yeah, Lonnie, Ma- uh, Lonnie Macon. The, uh... I was going to bring this up. And he was, was like torturing. I, I didn't realize that he was a named character. <laughs> oh yeah, he definitely is. He's an old school, he's a really cool Batman villain called Anarchy. But Anarchy, 
never made it into right because i spray painted that symbol on the thing now i get it yeah um anarchy he was in they did a weird version of i don't think did you, you never watched beware the batman right no anarchy was the main villain in beware the batman but it was a huh. weird it was a weird version of anarchy he wore like a completely white outfit so he was you know the yin to batman's yang sure and is it jaden smith the batman <laughs> yeah um <laughs> Oh, it was weird though. And but it, anarchy in the comic books basically wears like a red hood and cloak, but he has this like Phantom of the Opera mask that he covers his face with. Like, did you ever see the 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 dance troupe, the Jabberwockies? Yeah, yeah. Those yeah. guys who wear the plastic like Phantom of the Opera masks. Like yep. anarchy has that same mask, and he but he's literally an anarchist literally an anarchist and you know he's his whole thing is like i want to blow up buildings you know big buildings you know to take down corporations and stuff which works with a dark matter wave while i was watching fight club yeah which yeah exactly right but (laughs) but it was nice good pull boom good pull with the fight club reference but like it works perfectly in the setting of gotham right because gotham yeah yeah, definitely is this horribly corrupt city that batman's trying to clean up and anarchy's version of cleaning up gotham is to oh sure he's dr horrible the world is a mess and he just has to rule it (laughs) exactly and anarchy is able to he's charismatic enough that he can uh you know, inspire followers and whatnot. And it's very Oklahoma city bomberish and, and what, like usually when Batman, cause Anarchy actually made it into Gotham into Arkham origins. He was actually a really, oh, really, yeah, he was in Arkham origins in the video game and a really cool version of him. And most versions of Anarchy that they find, uh, he tends to be like a kid. Like he's like 17 years old. And oh, I see. Inspired all these. Rebel without a cause. Yeah, yeah, as a seventeen, as a really intelligent seventeen-year-old kid who just happens to be a extreme anarchist and whatnot. Yeah, sort of associated. But yeah, this one that they did was kind of weird and Joker-like, where he was like torturing that girl, like he broke her finger and stuff like that. And I was just like, yeah, you know, like you know how I go, this is not my Batman. I was like, this is not my anarchy because anarchy just doesn't do random. Like everything he does has a Acts of violence. Yeah, like everything he does has a purpose, right? Like despite being an anarchist, he always has a plan. <laughs> yeah, right. Like he, but his 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 stuff is always like I'm gonna blow up this building because this building represents greed and corruption. Like he'll blow up the Bank of Gotham, right? Because the Bank of Gotham will be owned by the mob, and it yeah. represents greed and corruption. And I'm you know destroying the greed and corruption. It's not just like. <laughs> I'm crazy and I'm gonna blow shit up and break kidnap girls and yeah there's a lot of story hooks there I get it <laughs> yeah so I I mean I get why they did it I was just watching and I was just kind of like I hope they clean that up where he's not as joke of a lunatic <laughs> yeah where he's not as joker like and he's more like anarchy purposeful <laughs> yeah more 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 purpose um as soon as he was on screen, literally as soon as he was on screen, I'm like, "That's a villain." Oh yeah, well, <laughs> like, he was one of he was one of her two bodyguards. I'm like, "He's a villain." I don't trust his haircut. Literally, yeah. that's what went through my exactly, head. Exactly. Yeah, he had the bad guy haircut with the emo swipe, and he was backlit in every scene, so he had shadow face, like evil shadow face and whatnot. Yeah, well, so, well uh, you know, Danforth, I think the character's name was. She was giving a like speech at a podium, and he was kind of like flanking her. And I'm like, mm, I don't yeah. trust him. Yeah, he was inching closer to her during every frame. Yeah. <laughs> he would just be slightly closer. This guy hasn't blinked yet. That's weird. Yeah. Oh my lord. Um. So they put Sarah in the Lazarus pit, which we knew was going to happen because of the Legends of Tomorrow show. That is correct. Um. What did you think of that? Just 
just as a story device. Um, I, they should all know better. <laughs> yeah. A- including and especially, uh, our, um, John Merriman, our, our Ra's al Ghul. <laughs> yeah, man, that's. For him to be like, listen, you didn't really convince me, but you convinced me, and I'm doing it anyway. It's like, what? Yeah, that was... (laughs) Why? That was a weird beat. (laughs) Like, when he was just like, I'll do it. (laughs) Fucking why? I mean, I always like to see him on screen. He's super charming, but... Uh, I... What? (laughs) Yeah, I just... I don't know. Him as Rez al Ghul still is tough for me to to get over. I'm just like, oh, God. (laughs) This is not my Ra's al Ghul. Yeah, and that was uh, actually my, my girlfriend was saying that because she just recently finished watching uh, season three for the first time. Yeah. She, as soon as she finished, she messaged me. She's like, why would you make Malcolm Merlin a Razal Ghul? Yeah. Why would you do that? Yeah, just, this is terrible. It's a terrible idea. Um, Echo Kellum as Curtis Holt, a.k.a. Mr. Terrific, Yay. has been killing it so far. They really initiated him into the fold because, like, we, we talked about how... Our sexy 20-year-old nerds. <laughs> yeah, I love it. But, I mean, like, he had to... They had to, they showed the T-sphere in the last episode yep. when, when she was, like, going through his stuff. And she's like, what's this? And he goes, oh, hold on. It could blow up. I had it to, to explode, yeah. Yeah, and then set it down and it had the T on it. I was like, oh, my God! <laughs> yeah. Felicity uh, uh, seems to be getting worse at keeping her identity secret. <laughs> oh, God, yes. Well... Like, she keeps meeting billionaire. Not, not not that this dude's a billionaire, but he still works at the company and has access to all the resources. So she keeps meeting yeah. geniuses with access to resources who will later become superheroes. Yeah. And it's like, huh. And like, you know, I think that she caught on to Ollie after like most of the first season. Um, caught on well, to he was also Ray, like, halfway so through the first season, and now within, like, two episodes of this, like, oh yeah, by the way, I work for the Arrow. Yeah, it does. I, well, the quicker we can get him into the fold and have him be a Mr. Terrific, the... the... Uh, yeah, I actually did look him up, and yeah. as... Uh, I didn't well, you know, know him a lot about Mr. Terrific. Well, you know him from JLU. He ran yeah, the but they never really go John. into him. Well, he's, this, he's not explored. He's just the guy who's sort of there, and that's you know true. that he's like second in command after Jean. That's but true. You don't know what that means, or yeah, he never I mean. got his own episode in. Yeah, the, yeah. All you know about him is that he seems pretty capable, and he throws grenades. Like, <laughs> well, not grenades, T spheres. Sure, but I mean, for but all intents and purposes. <laughs> yeah. Like, but they can, the they most can... most impressive thing I remember him doing from JLU was was throwing uh, the T spheres at uh, Luthor Flash and yeah. missed. So, <laughs> well, he also knocked uh, Luthor. He got new Luthor Flash to knock himself unconscious so that they could. That's true. That did happen. You're right. Yeah, he turned the gravity back on, and Luthor knocked himself out. Um, By the way, they did that bit in the uh, third episode of The Flash where he went up to the keypad just hit every possible Oh, out. yeah, they did. They did do that thing. I forgot to mention that. Yeah, they did the thing where uh, <laughs> Flash is just like, well, I'll, one thing to do, try every possible combination. <laughs> That's my favorite thing when they did that with the Wally West one where I think Batman was like tied up. In, I, I, think, I don't think it was in JLU. Well, obviously it wasn't in JLU because the original guys were there, but like Batman was tied up in like some lockdown cage and the flash was like, don't worry, I'll get you out. And he starts going like, mm-hmm. 
And then Batman's just like, what the hell are you doing? And he goes, I'm trying every possible combination. And Batman just says, blah, blah. You know, it just goes like, you know, five, four, six, nine. And then Flash like tapes it in. He's like, how did you know? And then Batman just looks at him and keeps <laughs> like, Just squints his eyes slightly as yeah. an animated series Batman is like to do. Exactly, yeah. Oh my lord, that was so good. Good times. That's that uh, speedster trope that I enjoy. <laughs> yeah, oh, that's always fantastic. But the Flash is like, well, only one thing to do. Yeah, this is brute force this shit. It's so good. Um, who do you think is dead in Arrow? Oh, the, the flash forward? Yeah, we got a little flash forward there at the end of the first episode. And Barry and Oliver are at a grave. Mm-hmm. And it's enough that Oliver is it's it's someone who's important enough that Oliver is about to yep. kill again apparently yep. and they had shed a tear <laughs> yeah um my first two guesses and I give them both the same sort of likelihood uh dig yeah uh, or uh Quentin <laughs> yeah I I think I hope it's Quentin quite frankly because that character is getting a little stagnant. Yes, and I would like to see them take him out while while he still has some uh, reverence in this show, and because he's been a one trick pony the last two seasons, and he's getting into that really annoying thing. But they did that cool thing where he's working with the bad guy right now, mm-hmm. so maybe they do a thing where he, uh, like maybe they do a thing where he. Uh, jumps in front of a bullet or something. I was going to say, yeah, I'm imagining if he's going to die, it's going to be self-sacrificial as sort of a redemption. Exactly, yeah. In a, yeah, exactly, in a redemption type mode. Um, Whereas the, the you know, the dig, if he if it was to be dig, yeah. which was my other theory, What do you, what's your reaction to that theory, by the way? I would be very pissed off if it was dig, quite frankly. Uh, like, so I would, would I. And I the, the reason it. why I think that um, it would... The reason why I think that is because, uh, first of all, um, uh, we know he's taken it fairly personally. Yes. Um, and they're kind of building up this sort of rift between him and uh, Ollie uh, to the point where something could possibly happen. But there's even like a moment of hesitation where he doesn't necessarily trust him that it could possibly lead to his death. Yeah. Um, Plus, I mean, it's the it's a lot of good character motivation to continue past defeating um, uh, Damian Darick as this season's villain, for him to continue being the arrow. If you know, Dig, who's basically this family man at this point, is taken down, and it's going to continue on his quest or whatever. I think that one that one's less likely than Quentin, but still possible. I just think. Um... Outside the show, I just think that that character is so popular for this show that they wouldn't necessarily take him out. Which is the same reason, because Carly thinks, uh, my wife, Carly mm-hmm. thinks it's Felicity that's actually dead. And I'm like, no way. No. And I'm like, there's, I'm like, there's no way. Felicity's the red herring where like everybody's Yeah, yeah. It, 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 at best, I think Felicity is like probably why 40% of people watch yeah. this show. I think it's Quentin uh, as well, because I just, I feel like that's a character that they can get rid of. And it won't have too much effect on the show. And when he goes, it can still have gravitas, right? Like yeah, he, and it's the sort of thing that yeah. could potentially bring um, a, a rabid Sarah back to some sort of humanity. Yeah, yeah. Yes, man. It's a good show. I can't wait to see what's happening. Uh, grade your excitement level for uh, the arrow. Uh, I'm going to give this one a nine. 
wow, you're rating it higher than the Flash. You are an insane man. I I, I think that it's on a it's on track to be better than season three is what I'm going with here. I don't know that it's definitely, it's, I, yeah, it's I don't definitely know that Flash season two can beat flash season one is my concern. Yeah. Um, where, uh, and I can see a couple places where it might stumble. Uh, whereas this hasn't really given me those stumbling blocks yet so far. Um, where even characters that I don't like are behaving in ways that I am more okay with. Like, but the, 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 my, you know, least valuable player for Arrow last season was Laurel. Um, and she's made yeah. one bad decision so far, but I could see where it has interesting hooks for her as a character, yes. which are not the I'm abusing alcohol again hooks or I'm abusing violence again hooks. Yeah, this is a really weird version that they're doing of the Black Canary. Like, I go so far as to say that this she she's definitely not my Black Canary so far, but I'm rooting for her to get there. I just wish they'd fix her costume. I think a lot of her weird dominatrixy costume is a... Uh, I don't know about her costume. I don't understand why she needs to wear a wig. <laughs> well, because I think it's just because they want to have the ultra-blonde of the Black Canary. I think that's the only reason that they're doing Then they make Laurel blonde. <laughs> I get, well, like, how is that a problem? Well, I guess, because, like, they're trying to do it in... in semi-reality where if she wears a wig it doesn't necessarily give her away by her hair like the original it's not doing anything physical while wearing a wig i'm just <laughs> good point but, like, uh... that on with spirit gum every night <laughs> that's true well i did taking 45 minutes to put her wig on i remember one year in the keg league uh for baseball uh a few of the guys on the team jokingly we bought mullet wigs and tried to play in the mullet wigs just because it was just a beer league for fun right? and somebody hit a ground ball to me when I was wearing the mullet wig and I booted the ground ball, which I just never do. So I immediately took the wig off and was like, well, that's the end of this. And then I was a black hole for the rest of the tournament <laughs> where nothing got past me. Right. So I was just like, I like, yeah. So I, game. yeah, exactly. It would, would just be weird. But I mean, I think they're just doing it cause they're like, we got to have her be blonde because the black canary is blonde. But we, cause I mean, if you think about it with in the new 52, Oliver queen doesn't have his trademark goatee. Mm. that would immediately give him away as the green arrow in real life. Right? Oh, yeah, like, yeah. like the green arrow always had his trademark goatee that like only three people on planet earth could actually grow. <laughs> and, like, Oliver Queen is supposed to be a billionaire that's in the eye of the public. So people would be like, Hey, it's completely anachronistic Van Dyke. <laughs> exactly. Right. It's not, it's not like Bruce Wayne where there's some plausible deniability, right. Where You'd be like, well, he kind of looks like Bruce Wayne's lips, but I'm not 100%, right? But, like, if only he had a goatee of some sort, that would give him away. Right? Oh, sure, exactly. Especially when you see, like, Bruce Wayne out of costume and, like, that trademark DC animation style. Like, hey, it's a white guy wearing a suit. Yeah, exactly. It's a white guy with a chin, right? Like, yep. now the only thing that would give it away is you'd be like, boy, Bruce Wayne's in tremendous shape, right? Well, yeah, but, like, well, that's what I'm saying. In that, in that DC... Um, like Bruce Tim animation style, yeah. everyone is. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, Every, everyone's just right. Like unless you're like a balding fat guy, yeah. unless you're <laughs> like the... a real tall skinny guy, you're that ripped yeah. superhero. Guy. Unless you're the penguin. Then, yeah, basically. Then you're um, speaking you're of plastic Bat man or the penguin, then you're ripped. Yeah. Well, I'm gonna we'll, we'll, we'll segue into a little Batman thing real quick. Uh, Sorry, well, how are you rating this one? I'm rating Arrow 10 out of 10 also because I... <laughs> God damn it. Just because I think Zatanna. I'm very excited about everything. I am very excited about both these shows. I look forward to them every week. And I, 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 yeah, So far, my, my overall is that I haven't been disappointed so far. Yeah. Both seem to be on fantastic starts. 
Um, and man, I look forward to seeing more. I'm, I'm glad to be back in the in the TV season for this sort of thing. Yeah, me too. Because they're going to be doing the crossover ones coming up in a few weeks. Yeah, yeah, yeah they're going to be leading up to. Uh, and I really think Dead Zatanna is going to show up sometime in this season, and I am going to freak out. Well, yeah, because because who do we possibly have um, the the likelihood of seeing again? We're likely going to see Garrod again. Yes. We're likely going to see Mister Terrific. Yeah. We're likely going to see well, pretty good chances of Zatanna. Yeah, we think. Um, Dixon will be through. If, if Dixon will be in the in the mix, yeah. With the CW seed and whatnot. And there's also been a few rumors. This could be a spoiler alert thing. I don't know, but um, apparently, to help with Sarah, there've been a few rumors on the internet going around that apparently to help with Sarah's transition out of the Lazarus Pit recovery. Yeah, right, recovery. Good word. Um, she is going to get help from a certain English trench coat wearing, oh, no, no. smoking. <laughs> They're going to try this again. John Constantine maybe oh, showing no. up in the. Uh, <laughs> that's right. That's right. In the. Uh, he's the, the one who's supposed to be an expert, right? <laughs> yep, he's supposed to be an expert in the mystics. So. <laughs> that's interesting. Yeah. Because I'm thinking now, because as soon as you mentioned like one of the mystics, because we see showing up, I'm like, man, there are all sorts of minor DC characters I would like to show up, and it's like Cersei we could have as a minor villain. Gentleman Ghost. <laughs> <laughs> Etrigan. Oh well. Etrigan would be too crazy because if, if you're giving me Etrigan, then you got to give me Morgan Le Fay. And if yeah, that's a, that might be Morgan, too far. <laughs> if you're gonna bring in Morgan Le Fay, you just have her be a like entire season villain, right? Like, well, know. yeah, that's just it. If you're bringing in Morgan Le Fay, then you're bringing in Fate. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Doctor Fate's another guy that could show. Oh my lord, keep doing this show. Let's get ten seasons. Of <laughs> Six seasons in a movie. Six seasons in a movie. Oh man. Oh, it's just inconvenient. Right? So so excited. Um, There's plenty of ground that they can have now because they they've they've explored what DC considers to be the three spheres of superherodom, where you're fueled by science and technology, you're a metahuman, or you're uh, a mystic. Yeah, or your magic. Absolutely. Yep. Yeah. And Those are the three. <laughs> exactly. That's the way it should be. And it looks like we, we're we're going to be doing some 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 magic guys this week. So yeah, that got me through my head. I completely forgot about uh, about Doctor Fate. Though. Oh, <laughs> never forget about Fate. I'm sorry, sir. <laughs> Self shame, shame. <laughs> like I should do the walk of shame right now. Well, it's because I got my head wrapped around Zatanna, and then I was like, once I had Zatanna in my head, I was like, nope, nobody else, Zatanna. Like, <laughs> you know who I'm gonna keep as my my Flash? Um, there's no way they'll actually do this, but wouldn't it be cool <laughs> if they're going with the multiverse? Mr. Mix It Like. <laughs> oh, Mixy Spit Like. I think he made it into Smallville, but it was like a weird version. He couldn't do Mixy because it'd just be too. I think that would be too weird. Too so, wacky? I too think wacky too for the Flash? Wacky, especially for like. I think that'd be hard to sell on like the CW type of audience that needs. It would be hard to make a, a 40 minute episode. <laughs> but maybe you could. Maybe you could. I don't know. Um, Gotham. Not sucking this season. Continuing to not watch Gotham. <laughs> not bad this season. I'm gonna say they they've injected a little life into this show. Yeah. Yeah. That going on so far. Well, it seems. Well, so far they've been setting up this thing. Basically, this guy. I don't remember the actor's name. He showed up, but he was in season three of True Blood, which I think was my favorite season of True Blood. Um, and he was like just this crazy vampire guy. Mm -hmm. uh, he shows up now in Gotham, 
and as a crazy vampire guy and now not as a crazy vampire guy but um they referenced the uh the court of owls a little bit mm. Um, because they in the last episode, because they talked about the, the five original money families of Gotham, right? Like the old money families, like the Waynes, the Elliots, the Cobblepots, uh, the Dumas, which is the Order of St. Dumas, right? And yep. so they've referenced the Court of Owls, the Order of St. Dumas. In the last episode, somebody stole like an old knife that was like an old dagger that was looked like it was used from like ritualistic killings back in, you know, like the 1800s and stuff. And okay. You know, so they're, they're and they're actually kind so of possibly some Batman deep cuts. Yeah, some signs of life in this show. Chickless, Michael Chickless has been in this season. He showed up as like, Sorry? yeah, Michael Chickless showed up out of nowhere. I had no idea he was because I wasn't reading any Gotham uh, spoilers or anything because I was like, whatever, I'm not digging deep yeah. right after that first season. So Chickless shows up in like episode two and has just taken the show over. Uh, now you can tell Chickless is going to get killed before the season's over, which is which kind of sucks, but basically. Um, Doesn't mean you can't have a fun ride. Yeah, exactly. Gordon basically in the first episode got uh, the old commissioner, Commissioner Loeb, who we all know is the the infamous corrupt commissioner from yeah. uh, from Gotham. He eventually gets him fired, and Chickless comes in as the new interim, as the new commissioner, and he's not corrupt, right? So he shows up immediately and starts smashing chairs whipping things into shape yeah, and he's and he's there to whip the gotham police you know the gcpd into shape and it's just chickless and uh ben mckenzie in most scenes and it's like and they're feeding off each other and and, and you can tell that chickless chemistry. yeah chickless is bringing the heat in a lot of episodes so ben mckenzie's got to follow him around follow gotta keep up yeah he's got to keep up it's just oh man like they're and they're referencing and they did this really cool thing with this one character who they were teasing him as the joker and and they're like this guy's the joker and you're meant to believe even though i was like this guy's not my joker right i'm like he's the joker and then he gets killed right and it was like oh my god that's so good because then like they i was like that's brilliant that was the first brilliant thing they did in the show where it's like this guy's the joker but then they can have somebody else start doing crazy crap as well and be like no maybe this guy's the joker (laughs) Yeah, it was it was it was just a really smart move for Gotham. So Gotham season two, I mean, it's been a lot I don't of. Know if that was a focus group thing. I guarantee it was. I guarantee you they they had the writers sit down and they were like, okay, listen, here's what the guys on the here's what the cats on the internet are saying about this show, and here's what they want. Let's do that. It and it, it definitely feels like in season two of Gotham that they listened to the audience, right? And now, I don't I don't know how well this show is doing like critically or as far as ratings and stuff like that, but it seems to me like a show that might have barely got renewed. It's it's uh, I think the I don't think the ratings for the show were ever bad. It's just the buzz on the internet from the ultra comic book nerds were just tearing it. Oh, I see. So people are still watching. It's just that they don't like it. Yeah, exactly. Right. It's just I think if you put Batman on, if you put anything comic book related on TV right now. Mm. Uh, People are gonna eat it up. People That's are gonna eat up, right? Which, because I mean, I kept watching even though I. Didn't. Well, and Batman's a big name too. Exactly. I mean, he's the people biggest. like people want to like things associated with Batman. Yeah, he's the biggest name, isn't he? I would think so. Yeah, so, yeah, I, I definitely would would say he's the biggest. Um, so I don't think I'm not. Such, I've never looked at the ratings. I don't think they were ever horrible enough that Fox ever thought about canceling the show. But they definitely listened to the the audience and decided to tweak a few things. Um, 
Well, I'm trusting you to let me know if this show turns it around in a big way. It's definitely... <laughs> because first season's on Netflix. Like, I could shotgun it if I needed to, but I, definitely, I really don't want to have to. <laughs> I definitely am... I'm close. I'm close. We'll see what they do in the next two, three weeks, but I'm close to telling you you need to... Honestly, I don't even because, think... Because I would trust your word. Honestly, I don't, even, on I don't even think you'd need to watch season one. I think you could just jump right into season two. And if really? You, yeah, and if you want to ask a... You want to be like, who's that? I can fill in the blanks for you. Mm. Um, so you say that, but I know how I watch TV, too. True, yeah. Um, well, as long as we're talking ratings, Heroes... Uh, oh yeah, they rebooted Heroes. I completely yeah. forgot. Yeah, I didn't hear anything after the first week. No, um, for I, a good reason. I, I didn't watch it. Did you watch the? Uh, no. no, I didn't watch it either. Uh, and it had like a two-hour two-hour premiere, I think. Yeah, like which is like man, that that's that's shooting a little above the above their pay like that's trying to outkick their coverage i think thinking that people want to sit around for here like wait wait waited seven years and it's like yeah we want two straight hours of heroes uh, people have been itching for it ratings are plummeting for that show so i don't think that that show is long for television well uh, although the, apparently hero is coming back in the next uh, like yeah that's right he was in the trailer i remember that he's supposed to come back in the next week or two but i don't know um, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. That's next on my list. I still have to finish season two. It's it's the only thing that season I'm not two. up to date with in the MCU. and I Season two is shit. I'm season still going to watch it. Yeah, go ahead, because we'll, we need to make fun of who they made the main villain of season two and what a ferocious actress she was. Like, she was fucking awful. Like, uh, she had to have been banging somebody because you were talking about that there's uh, no way it was it, that was their best option as far as like because my girl keeps telling me yeah you should watch it that where james almost is in it yeah because almost is it and they put her in scenes that, that with almost who's a charisma monster right <laughs> yes who's just just and this there's just no he's, way he's, he's heavy with the charisma and with the gravelly voice yeah and it's just so Almost is blowing this broad off the. Off the they don't belong in the same room. <laughs> no, not the, she isn't Let alone talking to each she other. She wasn't fit to tie his shoes, and then she was in scenes where, where her character is supposed to be more powerful than almost. And I'm just like, this is. I was. It was the the Wayne's World two. <laughs> this is blasphemy. It wasn't. I wouldn't go that far, but it was. It was the Wayne's World two joke where. Do you remember Wayne's World 2 where, where uh, Wayne goes to the gas station to get directions and then some old guy starts trying to deliver a line and oh, yeah, sucks yeah. at it? And then they do the break, the, the fourth wall thing that Wayne would do. And Wayne goes, I mean, this is brutal. This guy sucks. You know, I mean, I'm, I know it's a small part, but can we get somebody better? And then they slide him off and replace him with Charlton Heston. That's right. <laughs> and yeah. then Heston, like, just delivers this soliloquy. And at the end, <laughs> Mike Myers is just like, thank you. <laughs> you know, right? Like, and it was just, it was like, it was that line where I was just like, the, the, there's just no way that she was there. This particular woman was their best option to, uh, to, for, for just as, in terms of an actress, easily one of the worst actresses I've ever seen in my life. She, she was awful. Um, yeah, but Asia's shield so far, not sucking. And I don't like, they are kind of getting back into the whole, uh, I like that they're not doing it as much with the subterfuge and the, you know, that's classified, you know, like that type of stuff. Right? Oh, yeah, yeah. It's so fucking annoying. And they actually showed Lash. 
Lash is going to be the main villain of this particular season. And Lash is one of the bad inhuman guys that in the comic books would always kill the inhumans. And he looks like, in the comic books, he looks like Asuma or Asuma. I'm not sure what you uh, pronounce that from Street Fighter. Mm-hmm. Right? He kind of looks like that, except a little more alienish. And they put somebody in full on makeup. Oh, uh, really? Like, yeah, they put somebody in full on alien makeup with dreadlocks to be the bad guy of Agents of Shield. So I, I like I would recommend that you watch the crafty <laughs> season two of Agents of Shield so that you can watch the decent season three before you watch the crappy first season of Gotham before you watch the so far decent season two. That's what I was trying to think of earlier. God, we talked about it like half an hour ago. Neil McDonough's in the MCU as well. He is as what? As a uh, dumb, dumb Dugan. <laughs> Oh my god, you're right. Yeah, he was in uh, Captain America. Yeah, yeah, and apparently had a couple episodes. Yeah, in, he had the bowler um, hat. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah the bowler and had a couple episodes in uh, Agent Carter. Agent Carter, yeah, that, I gotta watch that. Is that coming back? I think that's. Yeah, that's, that is coming back, yeah. Yeah, and I never watched the first season. That's, you're right. I completely forgot about that show. I'm part of the problem. <laughs> yeah. So almost did not get renewed. <laughs> yeah, jeez. Yeah, you and me. And we love everything, man. It's just. Oh man, like that Daredevil. We hit a, yeah, we hit a time. Well, Peggy, Carter, Peggy Carter also came out at the same time as Daredevil, I believe. Like that, like when Daredevil came. Yeah, it was like it was deep in mode, and I was just like that came out around the same time. That was about the time when me and everyone else in the world was starting to complain about superhero saturation. Yeah, where it was like right when I think it was. I don't think it was when when uh, Daredevil came out, but I think it's when the Flash started. Like it was season three of Arrow, season one of the Flash, and and Agent Carter coming up, and then, like, Daredevil started towards, like, the middle of it or something like that. Like, it was just... And, like, no movies. Like, there was... Avengers was starting to come out about yeah. that time. But, like, if, even if you're only watching TV, so you're like, okay, Flash, Arrow, Agent Carter, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., Daredevil. That's just serialized. That's not counting any movies. Yeah, it's crazy. And it was all at around the same time. It's crazy. It's a crazy world we live in because we've also got we got a Batman Superman movie coming. We got Star Wars coming. Yeah, and Gotham. That's movie. true. <laughs> Gotham. job oh, man, it's crazy. Ah, so I think that about gets us caught up for uh, all the TV shows so far. Um, we'll have to get you back. So that's that's it for for us doing comic book stuff for a little bit. I'm sure we'll. Uh, we'll have you back in a week or two because we're going to do that Jessica Jones commentary. Uh, we'll do a Jessica Jones commentary, and then maybe uh, we should do an episode where we actually talk about season two, uh, Shield, and uh, possibly Agent Carter. Yeah, absolutely. Because um, we're behind on those both, so it'll be our, it'll be our Mia Culpa episode. Yeah. We also we'll, we'll do these because I mean we're going to get the Christmas break on these shows, and I imagine we'll we'll, we'll check back. Season. Yeah, we'll check back in on uh, Arrow and. Flash and uh, maybe Gotham. We'll see how Gotham goes. Maybe I'll get you to give that a shot. Uh, but yeah, that's it for the comic book stuff. Uh, Bill and Craig will be back later on this week with our football picks once again. And uh, we'll be doing sports stuff. So it's a full full week for the crossover podcast here as we do both sides. Uh, of- speaking of sports, briefly, not that I have a whole lot to say either, but um, it, we had a funny conversation with Dave this weekend. Yeah. Yeah. Um, where we were talking about playing uh, Dungeons and Dragons yesterday and I was getting the group together and Dave's like, I gotta watch the Jays game on uh, yeah. on Sunday and then he messages me like Saturday morning he's like, never mind. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Cause like, oh. they, yeah, because they, they, they lost game six but they, ah, they never should have done that. I don't want to get into the 
to the Jays. It's a little, little... You don't have to talk sports with me. Ah, uh, no. This I, is your safe I just, place. <laughs> yeah, it's true. I just don't want to get into the Jays because, I mean, I, I still haven't got over it yet. I mean, it was, they should have won that. They, they... <laughs> a lot of blown opportunities, that's all. Just a lot of, lot of blown opportunities. That's all I got to say. Anyway, I had fun doing this, and Kevin Miller, thanks for doing this. It's always a pleasure doing these. We'll have to get you back uh, for some Jessica Jones and some other comic book stuff, and we'll we'll check back in on these shows uh, when they when they do that uh, mid season hiatus around Christmas time. Oh, absolutely. We got tons of Star Wars stuff coming. It's a busy busy time of year for the crossover podcast. Yeah, welcome back. Basketball. People yeah. were clamoring. You said you had some people on Twitter clamoring for the comics episodes. Yeah, and, we're, uh, yeah, we're back, and also like sports are coming back too. Because I mean, hockey started, and because uh, Craig and I were neglecting the other sports because the Jays were in the playoffs, basically, which we did not foresee when we started this pod. But mm, yeah, uh, true. We, we didn't even get to do because basketball starts tomorrow. We we didn't even get to do an over unders pod for either football or or football for basketball or hockey which too much to talk about these yeah guys. it kind of ticked us off we really wanted to do that because we did so well on the baseball pod and it looks like we're doing really well in the football pod that uh on the over-unders we wanted to try to help other people gamble on those but we'll, but like i said we'll be back doing football stuff later on probably tomorrow uh but no matter yeah. what end of this podcast you listen to or both i mean yeah. we're past that summer slump exactly it's just getting into the busy times and star wars is coming it's gonna be so much fun uh kevin miller once again thanks for coming out uh take care everybody if listening to the crossover podcast find us on soundcloud and look us up on facebook the look us up on podcast. facebook now too yeah the crossover podcast and i will be Getting that website figured out, hopefully, I don't want to set a hard date, but we're going to try to get it done within the next couple of weeks. Get that website up and out and running. In some form or another, and then when that's there, we'll have the iTunes feed as well. Kevin Miller, take care, good sir. You too. Have a good one. Take care, everybody.